Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Edwin, it's Friday. Yes, it is. Hard to believe another week. Another week. Coming to conclusion. But the good news about that is Sunday will be here soon. And if you are in our area, please come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information is at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to meet you. Of course, with Fridays, we typically are wrapping up our conversations for the week, which means we are coming to the end of our time in Psalm 29. And I hate that. I do too. I have loved this psalm. I really have. I... uh... I'm they're all good, they're this. all inspired, but for some reason this one was just kind of connecting with me. Maybe it's just the week I'm having, I don't know, but, oh, but this I is know. really good. Well, I'm, I'm almost ready to say that Psalm 29 has become my favorite psalm. Not quite there, um, you know, maybe it's just because for me it was newly understanding it in fresh ways. So, but man, it's certainly one of the top. Absolutely, absolutely. It so, is. Let's read it again. So, what uh, translation do you have there today? Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. All right. Give the Lord, you heavenly beings, give the Lord glory and strength. Give the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is above the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord above vast waters, the voice of the Lord in power, the voice of the Lord in splendor, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars, the Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the woodlands bare. In his temple all cry. Glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood. The Lord sits enthroned king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. I know where I want to get on today, but okay. just reading through that again reminded me of something I missed yesterday that I just want oh, to make sure gets said out what's loud. What's that? Remember, our series has, in, in the Psalms from 23 to 29, the tying together has been around the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what does the storm produce and where does it produce it? It produces glory in the temple. Mm. Everyone in the temple says glory. Now, different different interpreters and commenters will make that either about the heavenly temple, going back to the heavenly beings at the beginning. Some would see this as going from heaven to earth, from the heavenly beings at the beginning now to the temple of the Lord. But however you want to picture that, it still ties together this whole thing about the house of the Lord. And where is David now? He is in the house of the Lord, protected in the cleft of the rock from the storm, saved from the judgment of God. And what is he crying out? Glory. 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 Mm. It's Again, it's that climax of David's journey that he's gone through. He is in the house of the Lord forever. But... I just wanted to bring that up because I missed it yesterday. But at the <laughs> end, at the end yesterday, <laughs> at the end yesterday, you highlighted something that I think is fascinating, mm-hmm. and I hope it made everybody who heard our conversation think what you and I think about it. And that is, at the very end of this picture of the storm, it's shocking. May the Lord give strength to His people. May the Lord bless His people with conquest and victory. Mm, doesn't say that. That is not what it says. No. That's what you'd kind of expect because you've had all this 
this destructive, conquering language. But no, no, where does the storm actually lead? Yeah. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Peace. The calm after the storm. Andrew, what does that make you think of? Well, I tell you, I appreciate, and on Fridays we try to do this, to take these psalms and and see the illusions, the connections, at times the prophecies of Jesus Christ. And I saw a lot of striking parallels between what we've talked about with this psalm and the mighty storm that is the voice of the Lord and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Gospel of Mark, his miracle about stilling the storm when the wind and the waves obey him. In Mark chapter 4 and verse 35, Mark 4 verse 35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, that's his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, I see several connections here with this in Psalm 29. As we saw that the psalm ends with this word of peace, in the midst of a horrible storm that blows up quickly on the Sea of Galilee, we find that the Lord Jesus is able to sleep. He's sleeping right through it. One who's completely at peace on a pillow in the stern of the ship. He has no fear that he's being swept away. He has no fear. Now, the disciples around him, they are quite fearful. They wake him up and they even question his concern. Do you not care that we are perishing? We're perishing. We're going to get swept away. Yeah. Why? Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? This all sounds familiar. Doesn't it? Sounds like Psalm 28. As he stands up and rebukes then this storm, he says, and the, the scriptures points out the wind, but then also the sea. Of course, Psalm 29 has been all about water mm-hmm. again and again. Peace be still. And it happens. The wind ceased. The sea is calm. Uh, and then the, the disciples even ask, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Here's this demonstration of power over the elements, over the water, over the storm. And that's the power, the authority that we're seeing spoken to in Psalm 29 of the idea that the Lord is on his throne. Here is Jesus able to speak to the water and calm the storm. He is Lord. He has this authority. He is enthroned over these things. And so when he says, peace be still, whose voice is the storm hearing hearing the voice of the Lord. It's the voice of the Lord. Yeah. This is, some people try to claim, oh, well, you know, Jesus never claimed to be divine. When this happens, he doesn't have to claim it. Everybody (laughs) says, huh, huh. That makes me think of Psalm 29. It was the voice of the Lord. Now, here's the fascinating thing about that. In Psalm 29, we are looking at the storm, and what we are realizing is the storm is uncontrollable. Mm. This is power that man cannot control. so much bigger. And so now, here the apostles are in this kind of storm, Mm -hmm. and there's one there that can control it. They're certain they're going to perish, but he can control it. Don't you care that we're about to get swept away? And his question is, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Yeah. 
And here he is able to speak with his voice. And we move from the storm to peace. To peace. To the he calm. He blesses his people with peace. Yeah. By the way, if I can make this connection. Sure. If you Psalm 28, I don't know if you remember, but verses 8 and 9 at the end of Psalm 28, the Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. forever. Now we're at the end of Psalm 29. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Those final two verses of both of those psalms go together. It's connecting these Mm. psalms with one another. And I I think about what we said last week as we talked about the anointed David and the deliverance that God provides him is like the epitome, the example Mm -hmm. of God's deliverance for all his people. And we made the same comment then about Jesus. And really when we tie these psalms together and we think about the story of Jesus with the disciples, it kind of shows us, well, why, why are you... Where is your faith? I've always questioned that because God has never promised we're all going to get to live through every storm we face. No. But I think the point is, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. And God is the saving refuge of his anointed. Yeah. You are here with the anointed. Why would you be afraid? And so Jesus, of course, steps up and he speaks peace. Mm-hmm. And so our psalm ends with this storm actually leads to peace. I can't help but think about this poem that Zechariah prophesies in Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 68. Zechariah, the father of John the Immerser, John the Baptizer, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Zechariah promises that John, having come on the scene, Mm -hmm. is the prophet who's taking all of this that we have from the former prophets, Mm -hmm. looking forward to the coming Messiah, the coming Lord who's going to come in, and because of his mercy, he's going to bring forgiveness of sins which is going to make a distinction between his people and the enemies. Mm-hmm. He's going to deliver them from the enemies, which of course means the enemies are going to be judged. And I cannot help but notice that verse 70 takes us from Psalm 23 yeah. to Psalm 29, because we're sitting in the darkness and in the shadow of death, Psalm 23. To guide our feet into the way of peace. Psalm 29. Yeah. I mean, it's this it's this full picture. This has all been pointing us and leading us to Jesus who is the reason there is a distinction? Mm-hmm. This this is the di- dividing line. Will we give regard to Jesus and his work on the cross? Will we give regard to Jesus and his word and his plan his and his voice? Way, his voice. Will the winds and the sea listen to his voice? Will mm-hmm. we listen to his voice? 
or or will we be like Adam who listened to the voice of Eve mm-hmm. or will we be like Aaron who listened to the voice of the people or will we be like King Saul who listened to the voice of the people I, I'm bringing up even stories now that we weren't able to get to throughout yeah. this week there's just yeah. so much of it or will we be the people who listen to the voice of Jesus and say I'm going to do this Jesus way I'm going to honor and give regard to him, to him because that's the distinction yeah that's the distinction and Jesus saves those who are his he's bringing the way of peace we need to listen to him praise god we hope that uh, these words through from psalm 29 have been encouraging to you we'd love to hear what are you learning as you're reading the psalms share it with us send us an email text talk at christiansmeethere.org text talk at christiansmeethere.org Why don't we uh, close and have a word of prayer? Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for the time we've had all week to be looking at Psalm 29, to be reminded, Father, and taught of your great power, the power of your voice, to see, Father, how these pictures have pointed us to Christ, who has the power to still storms, to lead us through them, to bring us peace. Father, we know that there is a day coming of a great storm that each of us must face. It is the passing of this life and judgment before you. And you make the distinction at that time, those who are in Christ and those who are out. We thank you for the gospel of Jesus and the hope it provides that we might be in him. And we pray, Father, that that word, your mighty voice, might fill this world and that people's hearts would turn toward it, that they might be found in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.